Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I am going to be mindful of your time today if you will join me in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19. And I know you've been standing, so just remain seated. Brother Larry preached a powerful message Wednesday night on prayer. And uh, Tuesday, uh, the Lord began to deal with me about, a, about prayer. And so I went home and thought I better back up and punt. And uh, I tried, but to no avail. So this morning we're going to hear another message on prayer. But I, I think it's vitally important. I, I think it's vitally important. I don't know much, but I do know this. You will not make heaven without a prayer life. You, 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 can't, you can't go see the king of the kings if you don't have a relationship with him. It's going to take a prayer life uh, to get us into heaven. Brother Larry, he, he opened with, uh, be careful what you promise God. And that's very true. And if I could also add, I'd say be careful what you ask God for. Because he just might give it to you. Uh, that's why it's so important to pray his will and, and, and not my will. For years, Jennifer and I have prayed for children. Um, and the Lord just didn't, didn't see fit for that to happen. You know, we, we've been with friends and family and hear the laughter of children in homes, in their homes. And that was something that we missed. And so... The Lord in his goodness sent our niece to us back at the first of the year and she lives with us and there's laughter. We love having her. She's laughing all the time but we've come to the conclusion and I'm worried that she's never going to leave. <laughs> I, I, I've spoiled her so much uh, that I'm not sure that she's... Uh, uh, we're looking for a good man to come. No, I'm teasing on a serious note, it is important to be careful what you pray for. I would not embarrass her or air her laundry, but I, my mother, when I was lost and living in sin, would pray that I would be miserable. And uh, it, I was miserable. Nights that I couldn't sleep. I, had a, I dealt with uh, nightmares, uh, and the Lord would make me miserable. And she would pray prayers like, whatever it takes, you save him. And I'll tell you that it was in one of the lowest seasons of her life that the Lord granted her prayers. So be careful what you pray for. The Lord may have to take you to some places that you might not be ready for. Praise the Lord. Will you help me a little bit this morning? I'm going to be mindful of your time. Uh, I'll try to make sure y'all make sisters by lunch. I'm going to make it to mama's by lunch with fried pork chops and 
Or we got biscuits today, Mama, or cornbread. Biscuits. Praise the Lord. 1 Kings 19 and 8. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights unto Hor of the Mount of God. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. So here is Elijah. He's having a pity party for himself. He said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? Uh, it speaks of Elijah wrapping his face in his mantle. And sometime back I, I preached a message about, about a mantle and how that that mantle is different for everyone. But it's important that you have it because there are going to be times and that mantle represents your prayer life. There's going to be times when that's the only thing that you're going to have. And if you don't have that, you'll stumble and you'll fall and you'll fail. And I'm going to read another verse of Scripture. You can read along with the screen, on the screen at the book of 1 Chronicles 12 and 22. For at that time, day by day, there came to David to help him until it was a great host like the host of God. Now, I won't read all the other scriptures for the sake of time, but they will go on to tell us about uh, these men that came to join David's army. Speaks about the children of Judah who had 6,800 that bear shields and spears and, and they were ready and armed for war. The Bible talks about the children of Simeon who had 7,100 mighty men of valor. Speaks about the Levites. They brought 4,600. Jehoiada was the leader of the Aaronites and they brought 3,700 men of war. And Zadok, he was a young man, mighty of valor, and in his father's house was 22 captains that they brought to join David's army. The Bible speaks of Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin, bringing 3,000 to war. And the children of Ephraim, 22,800 mighty men of valor, joined David. And then finally, the tribe of Manasseh had 18,000. Now, I want you to listen to this because what I'm about to mention doesn't sound very important and doesn't even sound like this verse of Scripture. kind of sounds like it don't belong here, but it, it truly does because the people that we're going to talk about today were not the most skilled soldiers. Uh, they're not mentioned in the word of God because they were trained on how to use a bow or a spear or how to shoot a to shoot arrow straight and tight. They had one skill and one skill only. But that skill made them indispensable to David's army. 
And everybody in this house today possesses a skill. And it's valuable to the army of the Lord. It's valuable to this church. The, the skill that these men had made them a necessity for David because they had the ability to discern the times. They were the sons of Issachar. First Chronicles 12 and 32 says, And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had an understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. And so just for a few minutes this morning, I want to speak to us from this subject, an Issachar attitude. Would you pray with me this morning while you remain seated? Father, I love you, and I'm so thankful for the privilege to be in the house of the Lord. I just ask for the next few minutes, Lord, that you touch our minds, touch our hearts, Anoint us as a congregation to receive what thus saith the Lord. And we're thankful for that in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And the whole house said amen. amen. Praise God. One of the most important things to have in this day and hour, and it, it goes without saying, and it's not just for ministers, but for Holy Ghost filled men of God, for Holy Ghost filled women, women of God, is to have the ability to discern the times. Everything about life, everything that you and I deal with on a daily basis concerns time and the timing of it. David had many courageous and skilled soldiers in his, in his army. Many were skilled in different areas of warfare. But then the Bible speaks of the sons of Issachar. They were not skilled warriors, but their weapon was. They understood the seasons and this was their skill. This was what made them necessary because they had such an understanding of the times that they knew exactly what to do at the right time. And in order to do that, ladies and gentlemen, to know exactly what to do at the right time, you're going to have to be in touch with the Lord. One of the most important things in our lives is knowing the season we're in and knowing what to do in that season. I believe the whole house would agree with me that the season that we are in now is the last days. And we've got to do everything within our power. Our prayer life needs to be centered around the last days and about lost souls. It's done been said this morning so adequately by Brother Rayleigh, but God loves souls. God loves people, and he has placed us here, the church, to be Christ-like. And in being Christ-like, we must love people. Our survival today is being determined by our ability to discern the times we're in. Many, many people will respond spontaneously to the pressures around them. And many times their response is completely wrong because they are reacting to their feelings. They react to emotions. They, re they react to human logic. How many times have you found yourself in a situation where something went wrong and you quickly reacted, and when you, after you got through reacting, you realized, now that was, that, that was pretty silly of me. I've hit my hand with a hammer and reared back and throwed the hammer out there 50 yards. Now what good was that? Because now I've got to walk and get it with a busted finger. And sometimes we react in ways, maybe somebody has said something to us, Maybe somebody has uh, been rude or mean to us and we react in a way and let something fly out of our mouth that we wished we could reach back and take it. 
And I'm not insinuating here today that we're meek little old Christians and we're here to be run over. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about knowing where we're at, knowing what we're doing in this time, and knowing how to react about it. And that's why the sons of Issachar were so important. They were David's secret weapon, if you will, because they had a spiritual discernment that came from God. So David didn't make a move. He didn't utter a word. He was sure that he, that he had a meeting with the sons of Issachar to make sure that he was in alignment with God and was doing exactly what God wanted him to do. And because of that, this discernment enabled them to see beyond the natural and see behind the scenes. This, this ability gave them the advantage over the enemy because they weren't controlled and they weren't dominated by what they saw in the natural. Sometimes we see things in the natural on the horizon and it's very easy to get discouraged. I think everybody would agree that the, the 2020 and even these last few months when you see what's taking place, if you get caught up in that, it's easy to get discouraged. But if you're a child of God and you're familiar with the Word of God, you realize there's nothing taking place that God hasn't orchestrated. Everything that's moving, everything that's positioning itself, it's all by the hand of God, and we have nothing to fear. There's nothing to be afraid of. Because the eastern sky is fixing split, ladies and gentlemen. And all this time that you've lived for the Lord, that you've prayed for this day, it's coming soon. So we need not live in fear or wonder what God's doing next because he's in control. And that's what faith does. You know, because Issachar had a supernatural ability to know the times and what actions to take, they often look foolish to the people around them. They would tell David things and say things to David uh, that made the people back up and wonder what they were seeing or what they were thinking about because what was before them was certainly not what Issachar was prophesying. But Issachar could see the hand of the Lord working. And so faith sometimes, when we act in faith, we look foolish to the people around us. And it would be the devil's pleasure to make us feel foolish. Sometimes that, uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of this. The Lord has, whether you want to call it a gut feeling or just moved on me to, to speak a word of encouragement in someone or, or pray for someone. Sometime back I was in Lowe's and a gentleman was, um, he, he worked there and I was just asking him, I couldn't locate something. and I, I don't know how it struck up, but just we began a conversation and he began to tell me about some things in his life that, and he was, you could tell, was burdened down with them. And just for a moment, the Lord prompted me to, to just talk to him. But I was in a hurry. I needed to get what I needed to get and get out. And so I missed that opportunity. And I believe that was the devil's pleasure for me to miss a position that God had put me in. And that's why it's so important to be in tune with God and in touch with God so that when He speaks, we hear His voice. It's done been mentioned this morning about the shepherd and, and, it's talk, and Brother Rayleigh spoke about the, the shepherd hears the sheep and the sheep hear the shepherd. When I come to the Lord, I don't want Him to wonder who it is. But I want Him to know every morning, there's Jerry again, here He comes again. 
But sometimes we'll look foolish and, and the words that we speak or the prayers that we pray may sound out of place. And People around us will be talking about a drought and we'll be talking about an abundance of rain. They'll be talking about fear and anxiety and worry and shortages and lockdowns and restrictions. And here we are over here talking about revival, miracles and signs and wonders. They talking about shutting down and we, we talking about more church. Keep going. We, we've got to ramp up. They talk about turning it down and here the church is talking about turning it up. People around you talking about darkness and how much gloom and, and despair is all around. But we're talking about a shining light, the glory and the power and the joy and peace that God puts in our life every day. We talk about hiding out in fear, but we talk about standing up and speaking out without fear. And it's many times when those with the gifts of discernment speak that they sound like they're in a totally different world. And I'll tell you today, that's because they are. Because they are seeing and speaking from a spiritual realm. They're, they're seeing from the prophetic. And don't let that word scare you today. The prophetic sees where we're going and the prophetic very often speaks as though we're already there. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, today and this hour more than ever, we've got to pray for our pastor because he's leading us and he needs the discern. He does have the discernment of the Lord, but, but he needs the discernment now more than ever to lead in these uncertain times. Now, again, that's not to say that we're living in fear or moving forward in fear, but we're moving forward knowing that we have the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost. And, and Brother Larry talked about a shield over us. We have that. We have that hedge of protection that was talked about in Job. But we must pray that God gives us the spirit of discernment in our leadership, the spirit of discernment, so that we are pointed in the right direction. And that's, that's how the prophetic works. It, it looks into a, a valley of shattered and scattered dry bones and it calls them a living and breathing army. It looks into an empty pot and sees an oil business. It looks at two fish and five loads of bread and sees a buffet for 5,000. It looks at empty nets and sees a boat sink and catch. It looks at a cloudless sky and sees a rainstorm. I've said all that to say this. Many times the Lord moves in ways that seem illogical. The way he moves and the things he does doesn't make sense. That's why the writer says his ways are not our ways. Many times God will call upon you and I to speak and act in a way that's completely against the way the world is thinking in this day and hour. And I know what I'm about to say may sound a little out there, but just stay with me for a minute. This is, this is what the Lord showed me the other night when I was reading this. No, nothing new, perhaps, to you, but the Lord just gave me a little insight. While, while Elijah was in the cave and there was the great wind and the fire and the earthquake, and the Lord wasn't in them, we know about the still, small voice, but what I believe that the Lord wants the, you and I and the church to understand is that the devil is afraid of what happens in the secret place with God he will do anything and use anyone he can to get us out of the secret place why because he can't come in there with us he's been cast out of heaven for eternity he doesn't have the privilege to pray he can't call on the king of kings and the lord of lords he can't be a part of that and it drives him crazy and it torments him to no end that he can only stand at a distance and entice us 
to not come in and be involved. The, the secret place I'm talking about, you know, is our prayer life. He can only try to convince us not to go in and, and not to be a part of that. And, and that's why what took place here uh, last week on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night is so critical. I tell you, there was more taking place here than just a prayer meeting. Uh, last week, there was some strongholds being torn down. There was some walls that came crumbling down. There was some hearts of lost loved ones and families that were being stirred and shaken. And I know that to be true. And the enemy can't do anything about it when we have that mindset that we have that Issachar attitude. That we know where we are. We know what we're doing and we know where God wants to take us. And we're going to be committed to being in the cave, being in the secret place, and being in our prayer closet. Job 28 and 7 says, There is a path which no fowl knoweth, and which the vulture's eye hath not seen. The lion's whelps have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. The greatest threat to the devil and his plans to kill, steal, and destroy it's not the generals of the armies that we have. It's not great politicians. It's no form of any military of any kind. And I respectfully to say today, the devil's not even afraid of me up here preaching today or any preachers. But I'll tell you who he's afraid of. And I'll tell you who hell fears and hates and trembles at. And that's the cave dwellers. It's the ones that know the pathway to the secret place of the Most High. It's the ones that have found that cleft in the rock and they won't be shaken. It's the ones that give themselves to prayer day in, day out, and commit themselves to spending time with God. It's those prayer warriors that'll get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and get out on their knees and begin to pray for someone that the Lord has put on their heart. It's a praying church that gives themselves to prayer meetings like we had here last week and the prayer revival that we're having this month. That's who the devil fears and I, I wish we had more prayer meetings. The devil hates it and it produces results. I can tell you what, what, what last Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday has done for us. Things, things have happened in our family that, that would not have happened without God. We've had the best doctor report on Friday concerning her health that we've had in 18 months. I've had doors opened and come in contact with people concerning my business in the last 10 days that should have never happened. But it's God. And I recognize it's God. And I believe what the Lord wants from the church now more than ever is for us to shut out the world. And all of the chaos and the confusion, the fear, the anxiety and the stress, and He wants us to close the door so that we can be with him. That, that's what he wants from the church. I'm going to ask our musicians to come. I'm, I'm not throwing rocks at anyone, and I'm not trying to, to paint our world gray this morning, but in this day and hour, it is so easy to get swept away by the cares of life. Does anybody ever get discouraged? Oh, 
man, I do. I, I, I go to the front of the line and I stand guilty here before you today. But sometimes I allow myself to get so caught up in work and the day-to-day -day grind of life that I forget what the most important thing is. And the most important thing is my relationship with him and living my life for him every day. And I, I'm, I'm trying to do better. And what the Lord is asking us as a church to do is to keep pressing. Now more than ever, we have to pray and keep praying like we've never prayed before. And I know that we've been on this stump of prayer a long time. I, I know from behind this pulpit it's probably been preached more in the last six months than it has in a long time. But I'll say again, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to make heaven without prayer. We, 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 it, it's not enough. It's not enough just to be good, live a good life, show up here on Sunday and Wednesday and expect that everything's going to be all right. We need a consecrated relationship with Jesus and that's what he wants and 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 when we do that you know they may not say it to your face they may not tell you on the phone they may not even send it to you in a text message but believe me today we have family friends and loved ones that are depending on you and I they're counting on us to bridge the gap of prayer because they don't pray themselves and I'm not being cruel in saying that it's just a fact of life. And they're watching. They're waiting to see how we respond when the Lord does things in our lives or when things happen in our lives that may not be so good. And what the world needs now more than ever is for you and I, the church, people who love God and who know how to fall on their face before Him and, and pray that He would stir their hearts and lead them to the house of God. I've... I've I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I have lost family members. And they're going to hell. That's, that's, I know that's cold, and I know that's a little cruel, but it's the truth because this word says so. Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he shall not enter into the kingdom of God. And I, I've got loved ones that I don't want to see spend an eternity in hell. So why wouldn't I be in prayer for them? Why wouldn't I be pulling on the, the hem of the garment asking the Lord to move and to touch them? There is no doubt, ladies and gentlemen, that this is a season of war. And we've got to be bold and courageous in our stand against hell. And I'm closing. And if you don't hear anything I say today, please hear this. If you have the slightest touch of the gift that was upon the sons of Issachar, then you know, you know that the secret place has been vacant too long. And the only church that is going to stand against hell is the church that has been on their face before God. This, this is the time to be with God. That's, that's what the devil's afraid of. He's, a, he's afraid of the prayer warriors and the cave dwellers and the consecrated ones. Those those who've been in the face of God till you see God in their faces. And that's the season that we're in right now. And if we miss that, we've missed it all. We've missed the opportunities of God. Would you stand with me this morning? That Issachar attitude to know where we're at, where we're going, and what we're doing. I want you to say that with me. Say, I'm not going to miss it. I understand the season. And I know what to do.
Can we lift our hands across this house? Father, we love you. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.